about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. But I thank the Lord um, for that because this the word I'm gonna that He's having me to give is just gonna be. Um, I know, as my husband said, it's a heavy word, but it's 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 Him, and I really believe it's gonna release the many many of you into like your destiny to launch you today. Catapult, thank you. And if anyone has seen the catapult, the old school ones from the old movies, how it's a big old round thing and it's back here and just goes and just throws you over there, you better land, you better be a cat and just be like, hey, <laughs> right? Don't fall and roll, land on your feet, right? So, yes, I'm believing for that, that catapult. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you've already done now. I thank you that you are a good God, a good Father. And Lord, I thank you for your anointing of your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that you can use my vocal cords. Lord, get me out of the way and only have you speak. Only you to speak, oh God. And I thank you that, that the sound of my voice, people who are here, people who listen to this afterwards, Father, that their spiritual ears will be open, their heart will be open. And we rebuke any type of spiritual clogginess in their ears right now in Jesus' name. Right now, Father, we come against any distractions or interruptions in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that your people will hear this clearly. It will be clear in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan, you cannot come against this word. The blood is already against you. We, are, we have already won. We are victory. We have the victory in you, Jesus. Thank you. So, Father, I thank you that this word is released, Father, that even right now the Holy Ghost is already doing the work. Going before us right now, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Whew, go to Isaiah 43. We're going to start at verse 17. All I ask is you to be open and just believe what he's saying. Just believe what he is saying. Don't go like, how it's going to work? What about this? How about that? Because every one of you got in your car, and you started your car, and you didn't think, does the oil got to work? Is this going on with the transmission? You didn't do that. You just got in the car and drove it and came, right? You didn't have to pray about it. All you got to do is just believe it. Some of you might be like, that's kind of hard. Maybe for some of you, but we're going to break that today. Isaiah 43, 17. Thank you, doctor. I'm sorry, David. David. He's a doctor. He's our personal doctor. Thank you. You know what? Does anyone new here that didn't get a PT book? Pastor Tom book, anyone? Oh, Mimi's baby is saying she didn't get one. Okay. Get it to my girl. Casey, you, you got one, right? Did you? Okay. Okay. Isaiah 43, 17. I called forth, I'm reading for NLT if anyone wants to know mostly, okay? I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. <laughs> it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Real quick, the message Bible, which I didn't tell you. Sorry, doctor. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. 
I think some of y'all need to hear that again. Forget about what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. When a lot, God is saying, there it is. It's right here. Now. There it is. I'm making a roll through the desert, rivers in the badlands. God is doing a new thing in the season. And listen, I am not trying to sound cliche. I don't do cliche. The anointing on my life is not cliche. I'm going to speak forth what God is telling me to speak. That's it. Okay? So it's not cliche. You're like, oh, it's a new season. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. When he's saying that, it's really a new season. Y'all say it. New season. New season. Say, it's my season. It's now listen, as the Lord was showing me about this new season, he said it's not just a restart of a season. Okay, and you might think, well, well, how's that different? Let me tell you about that. How's there's this difference between a restart and what he showed me as the season is a reset. Okay? The difference is this. When you all have cell phones, when you restart your cell phone, okay, because there's a glitch or something like that, you turn it off. It's just not receiving any power. When it's turned back on, it gets the power. So the restart is a step that involves both shutting the phone down and powering it back up. However, even though the running software is shut down, the software and other programs you had opened are deleted. So restart means you're going into a season with the same old stuff. Y'all hear me, right? You The same old stuff. We restarting. No, the Lord's not. We're not doing that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because once you start your phone on, you open it up, you got the same software, the same programs, the same games, the same apps. We don't want that. That means nothing's changed, right? A restart, what the Lord has shown me in people, not the cell phone. When you restart a season in people, you do. You carry the same demons, the same chaos, the same mindsets, the same behavior. No change. But this is a season of reset. Say reset. reset. I keep having you speak things out, right? Reset. A reset is the same as erasing. Now, when you reset a device back to the cell phone, you put it back to the same state it was when you first purchased it. It's clean. It's literally white. And it's a little, literally a wipe and reinstall of a system. Okay. Now, the reset, as I said, is erasing, but it's restoring and going back to its original state to set again or anew. So I'm here to declare over you that God is doing the factory reset on you. And the factory reset can only come from the manufacturer. (laughs) Right? Only from the manufacturer. And that's the creator. That's the father. He's the only one that can do it. So I'm here to tell you he is making you brand new, woman of God. He's going to do a factory reset on your mind and on your thinking. A factory reset because some of you have gotten caught up in the culture or caught up to listening to too many voices. And God is doing a reset even on your thinking and your hearing, right? Some of you about to have resets in so many areas of your life. I cannot wait for you to come up and start telling testimonies. I can't wait till you post about it. Because we're going to use social media for God's glory. And let me tell you, in this new season of reset, you're not going to look the same. You're not going to sound the same. You're not going to smell of the residue of the past. 
You're not going to call keep going and walking in the trauma that you're trying to claim or, or your past mistakes, doubt or unbelief. There's going to be resets, people. Say reset. reset. Resets in your family life. Resets in your finances. Resets in the way you've been hearing and doing things. Now, let me tell you, this, this season right now that many of you may be going, I don't feel like a reset. I still got family issues. I still got this going on. My money is funny. All this stuff. I got issues. The kids I want to smack. Listen, beat up the husband. <laughs> Can I say that? Oh, excuse me. I love my husband. He's out in the back, I think, somewhere. But listen, it may not go by what you see because this reset season God has said to me is one you're going to proclaim. So you have a responsibility. He's saying, hey, this is what, if his promises are yes and amen, we got to know what the promises are, right? Same with this season of reset. He's saying I'm resetting it. So what you're going to proclaim out of your mouth, huh? And a reset, that season proclaim means that you are announcing it, you're declaring it, you're being clear, you're being authoritative. You're like, listen, this is what it is. I call forth a reset in my finances. I thank you, Father. I thank you this is a reset and another level of glory for my ministry. I thank you that you're doing a work in my family. I call those who are not in the kingdom to come on into the kingdom. I call my family members to be on fire for God. I call them in to be the evangelists, the apostles, prophets, the teachers, pastors that they call them to be. I call forth healing in my family. I rebuke any type of cancer. You don't belong in the bloodline. I am breaking a generational curses we are not going to be the same I am calling forth a reset and as in in, in this season of reset you are not going to be one of just praying in tongues praying for people and then living another way we ain't doing that anymore no longer of being stagnant okay no longer of you being in your comfort zone no longer are we doing that so I speak over you right now. Any type of feelings of rejection, go right now in Jesus' name. Any type of spirit in here of pity, go right now in Jesus' name. God wants you to do an amazing thing. And you have to be in tune with him so you can go forward and do exactly what he has called you to do. Spirit of fence, go. My dad just came in my spirit. Go in Jesus' name. You got to be able, let's just talk about that. You offended with somebody. You got to forgive them. You got to forgive them. Because you don't want anything to block what God wants to do in your life because you walking in unforgiveness and bitterness. Because when you moved because of someone or what they did to you or you're offended, you know what you did? You just roamed from the boundary of God's safety. And let's say this real quick. If you're offended because you got a, a nice correction from the Holy Ghost or someone that's a leader, someone that cares about you, things like that, don't get mad. It's actually for your own good. Even the Lord says he disciplines those he loves, right? So let me tell you, when the enemy tries it, because he does, he's going to try it. That's what he does. Kill, steal, and destroy. He's going to try to use people and your loved ones and people in the church. Can I say it again? Your loved ones, people in the church, people, listen. That's where it's coming from, okay? When he sends the distraction to you through people, and even the ones you love, even the people who may say to you with their mouth, they support you, and all of a sudden you find out they don't, you forgive them, and you keep moving, because God wants to do a work in you. He can use that. He can use that. Forgive them. Pray. I think me and Wendy were talking about this today, that just because you forgive someone don't mean they got to be in your circle in your life. 
Just because you love them don't mean they got to be right there and talking to them every day. That doesn't, listen, that, that's, that's not what, when God says love them anyway, and then you got to sit there and, and have them vomit on you and be nasty to you and disrespectful you all the time. That's not what he means. He's saying love them anyway in their stuff so that you can pray for them so they can be lifted up and get delivered from it. So you got to part the play, pray in that. I tell people, listen, you, you want to act up? Okay, I'm not coming down to your level. Baby, you're going to either come up here or you can keep it stepping. I love you, but you're going to have to be raised up. The level that I'm feeling that God's taking me and to many of you that you can't keep dealing with the same people because I said it before and I say it again. You are eagles. Eagles don't associate with any type of chicken. Chickens stay on the ground, plugging with their nose, getting food, food, food. But eagles, we flying high, baby. We fly high in the goodness and glory of God. We don't have time. If some enemy tries to get on our back, the eagle flies so high up that the, the, the prey got to fall down on the fly. So you better tell yourself, you an eagle, whatever enemy tries to throw at you and put on your back just go fly high roam up be in the shadow stay in the wings of the almighty Jesus eagles ain't diluting the anointing okay we don't dilute the anointing at all to make it fit a certain lifestyle but Gabby see we got to have our lifestyle fit the anointing of God on our lives because like I said, in this new season of reset, we are breaking patterns, right? We are breaking behaviors that are not lined up with the word. We are breaking, as I said earlier, generational curses. We are breaking those generational patterns. We are breaking the things that doctors say this runs in your bloodline with high blood pressure and cholesterol. That's broken in Jesus' name. We have a new bloodline. We have a new DNA flowing through our veins. Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus, listen, I'm telling you right now, hey, shake cut out. This is the day that you are serving in an eviction notice, okay? You are, I'm here to help you. I'm a sheriff too. Thank you, Jesus. Spiritual sheriff. I'm coming to your door because you are giving eviction notices. You are telling the devil to get up out of here now. I'm not having any more part of you. You are telling the fence to go. You are telling rejection to go. You are saying, I'm not having any part of that anymore. You are saying, I'm speaking forth and going forth in the power and anointing of God that is on my life. So everything that's not, you are evicted today in the name of Jesus. Shake cut out bull We're not playing anymore. You tell the devil, you take him back. All of the territory that he had tried to steal from you before, you are taking that back. Hey, hey, shake cut out. Anxiety, go. Go. You getting served your eviction notice too. Let's get on some mental health because I'm a therapist. Depression, go in Jesus' name. You have no part. Narcissism, go in Jesus' name. You don't have any part. You're not being up in here any longer. Nope. Bipolar, go. Bipolar, get out. Guilt, go. Jealousy, come on, sisters. Jealousy, go. We are women that support other women. We want them to go forward in their call and anointing. We don't sit there and be jealous. I wish I was like that. No, because we know God has something for us. So we are not walking in jealousy. We are walking and pushing our sister out saying, go, go, because it's for all of us. It's for the kingdom of God. Woo. 
Let me keep it speaking. Come on, family members. You're coming into the kingdom of God. Those who seem like they're so hard. The addicted ones. You're coming into the kingdom of God. Those ones who are sitting in hospital. You're coming into the kingdom of God. Those who we don't know we ain't talked to. You're coming into the kingdom of God. It's our response. We're going to pray for them. We're going to believe God. Today, they're coming in. Immediately. Suddenly. Come on. Yes. Say it's reset time. Let's say it together. Reset time. Who Jesus. Revelation 21 5. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. <laughs> this, this is amazing. I love him so much. Yes, you stick to that. Trustworthy and true. Y'all, every battle that he went up against, he won. Can you imagine stepping into a battle already know you're victorious? He never lost a battle, so anything that you are dealing with, he's not going to allow you to lose either. He is champion. He is a great defender. Hear it again. Every battle he ever went into, he won. And you got to have that same mindset. Something coming against you, you go, thank you, Lord. I already won this. I don't even, I'm not going to think about this. I'm just going to pray the word over it and keep it moving over here. Because I already have the victory in it. Nothing the enemy can come toward me is going to affect me. Because you got the great defender with you. The Lord of hosts is with you. He backs you with his angels. He backs you with his word. Say reset time. reset time. Psalm 25. Waiting for my son now. We will shout for joy when you are victorious and will lift up our banners in the name of God. Thank you, Anna, for bringing the, the banners. In the reset season, I come to declare over you that there is a banner raised over each and every one of you in victory and not in defeat. In victory and not in defeat. Banners symbolize freedom, security, and hope. The banner raised is Jehovah Nisi. That means God, our banner. He is our leadership, our protection. And then what does it mean when it's the raised banner? It means his purpose stands firm and serves to announce that something significant was about to happen. Y'all putting this together? Reset. Banners. Jesus. Something significant is about to happen in each and one of your lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To raise means to cause the move, elevate to a higher position or level, lift, to set or place in an upright position, to increase in degree, strength, and intensity, to advance in rank or status, to promote, to arouse or awaken from or as if sleep or death, to stir up or incite and to activate. Thank you, Jesus. As I said earlier, raising a banner is a sign of victory. And the one who raises the banner is the one who has conquered and is in control. Thank you. 
Jesus for that. Back in the day, I'm, I'm hearing that soldiers would become confused on the battlefield and lose their sense of direction. And the way they knew to go back and their focal point was they would see their banner. That's how they know, oh, we're over that way. And I remember that there was this movie out years, years, years ago with Mel Gibson called The Patriot. Anybody remember that? It's my favorite movie. Baby, I was watching that a lot in 2020. But I'm sorry, let me come on back and focus. So, <laughs> there was one part in the movie that Mel Gibson was like going and fighting. Everyone started to retreat. They even dropped the US flag, like we out of here, we gone. So it took Mel Gibson to get up, pick up the flag or the banner, wave it going, no, we're not retreating. We are going back to fight against the enemy. We are gonna go back and take back the territory of what they're coming at against us. Took their banner, start running. People looked and was like, wait, there's a banner. We're going the wrong way. Banner going that way. They started going back that way. What did they do? They defeated the enemy. They placed the banner in and said, this territory belongs to us. And that's what I'm believing and declaring over you. You have the banner, it's raised, and you put it in place. You say, this belongs to us. That is your focal point. Jehovah Nisi is your focal point, the banner. And the banner is also called a standard and to keep your focus on it because as I said, the enemy is already defeated. I don't care if the enemy goes around like a roaring lion, okay? That's what he does. But the word says that when he comes in like a flood, God is going to raise a standard against him right? That means he can't even touch you because the blood of Jesus surrounds you. He can roar he wants. Then we say before Anna, he's a toothless, he got a toothless, fangless little, get out of here. Get out of here with that mess. You roaring with no teeth. You gonna gum me? Okay. <laughs> And some of you need to be reminded, too, that his banner over you is love. He loves you. There's nothing you've ever done or can do that would take his love away from you. He loves each and every one of you. He knows, your, he knows you by name. He knew you before he even created you in your mother's womb. That's how much he loves you. Song of Solomon says that he has brought me to his banqueting place, and his banner over me is love, waving overhead to protect and comfort me. Thank you, Lord. So someone need to hear that, and I'll say it again. His banner over you is love. Hmm? Isaiah 62, verse 2. The nations will see your righteousness. World leaders will be blinded by your glory, and you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. The Lord will hold you in his hand for all to see, a splendid crown in the hand of God and you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. In this season of reset, he has given you a new name. Hence why you kept hearing all the songs. He changed my name. He cha when Jesus put his name on you, you are no longer Shazade. You are no longer Tazlim. You're no longer, no longer Noemi. You're no longer Casey. He, has, he put his name on you and changed you. I want y'all to get that. He changed you. You are not what you once was. That's so good. And I went in and saw a couple of names that were changed. Not all of them, but I'm just going to give you a few. Abram. Abram was changed. 
when he was 99 years old. So those in here thinking they can't be used, <laughs> baby, if Abraham could be used at 99, we could be used at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Okay? He was 99 years old and made a promise. God made a promise to Abram to bless them and multiply his descendants. So his name was changed from Abram, which means exalted father, to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. Sarai, which is Abram, Abraham's wife. Did I say it right, Sarai? Right? In the same conversation when God changed Abram's name, like he was like, here you go, Abram, and guess what? Your wife is getting it too. Hence, your family. You see what I'm saying? You, they get it. Her name was changed from Sarai to Sarah. Both names means princess. But the change in her name marked the new season in her life that God was going to work through her as well. Jacob. Oh, let me get, should I give you guys Bible verses? Rewind. Abram is Genesis 17, 1 through 5. Sarah is Genesis 17, 15. Jacob. Genesis 32, 28. Listen, I don't want y'all to think I'm up here just talking stuff and talking out my mouth. I, I looked this up. I'm, I'm going to say what God says, okay? Jacob, after an overnight wrestle with God, Jacob's name was changed to Israel, meaning he strives with God, and a blessing was, was bestowed on Jacob. Genesis 32, 28. So he went from supplanter, which is a hot mess, to Israel, meaning having power with God, <laughs> right? He was a hot mess, Oh, my gosh. He was just slick and lying, but it came through his bloodline. His daddy was a liar. Everybody was li Okay. Read it. Right. So he, he delivered them. Okay. Uh, Solomon, 2 Samuel 12, 24 and 25. At his birth, young Solomon, meaning peaceable, is given a new, new, through, a new name from God through the prophet Nathan. Then his name is Jedediah, meaning beloved of the Lord. We all know Simon. Jesus gave his disciples Simon, meaning one who hears a new name, and Peter, which means rock. At this time, the, the, this name seemed strange as Simon Peter's character, listen to this, Simon's Peter character did not seem reflective or worthy of this name, but he grew into it. Because y'all know he was named the rock when he was like, I don't know that man, when he was getting crucified. Who? G no, I wasn't with them. I don't know what you're talking about. His name was Rock. Even though he, he lied. Now listen, I ain't trying to tell y'all to lie. I just know the enemy would try to come at you and go, how your name changed when you just did this? Or how you did when you still living like that? No, no, no devil, no. My name has changed. I'm the righteousness of God. Peter grew into it. And then you couldn't tell Peter nothing, okay? He was just like, who, wait, wait, what? Nope. He walking by. People getting blessed. Here you go. Like, Listen. Some of us, man, I speak that over some of us. We're going to be walking by. People are going to be like, whoa, what's that? What you got? I see that. What? And you're going to stop in your tracks, turn around, get yourself out the way, pray and speak into their life. Let's talk about the big one. Saul. <laughs> Listen, y'all, Saul was a Hitler to Christians. Let's just call it what it was. That man was killing every Christian known to man back there. He was a killer. Did not even care. Didn't care if somebody mentioned uh, you a Christian, kill him. Hitler to Christians back in the day. Saul, and, and he was a Hebrew, okay, but he also had a Hebrew Roman name. Saul is asked for and prayed for. And it Paul means little or small, Acts 13, 9. The reason he was born with two names is because, really, he was a Hebrew but Roman. And he, um, he kept his Roman name of Paul 
It's not, God didn't give him the name. He just kept it. So I'm going to clarify that. I don't want you thinking that God gave and changed his name. That's not it. So that's why you got to read your words yourself. So you're not just thinking, oh, God changed everybody's name. He did not. Some people knew, I'm, listen, with the spirit anointing of God on my life, this is my name right here, right? So Paul, because he desired to become smaller in order to present Christ as greater. That's why he went, the Paul means little or small. Okay? So he changed that. When I was a Muslim, for those who probably know, you might have heard some of my testimony, my husband and I decided to change our last name to Muhammad, which is a prophet, and it means one worthy of praise. So we changed our name. When we got born again, we both were like, we can't carry that name around. <laughs> we now we we not Muhammad anymore and, and what is associated with it and that's idolatry. And I was like, no, no. So we were like, look, we gotta go back to Robinson. <laughs> like we are not doing this. So listen, we put it like I'm saying, we just changed our name back, like, no, we we're not associating with that, with idolatry and devil worship. We going over here and being on Christ back to our name that we're married as Robinson. Okay? So I put it by myself. I'm like, no, we're not we're not doing that. Because your name is an expression of, of the character or character that you, you have. You see what I'm saying? I named Shazade or Shazade. They say this Persian and Tazlim has, they both have Persian names. And Shazade means princess. Y'all, she acts like one. <laughs> Listen, she does. The names bring character. But she's a sweet princess. She's not one that's like, oh, bring me my stuff. Like, like that, right? Yeah, hold on. Nah, hold on. And Taslim's name is one who is, is submitting or salutations to God. So I, I really believe that. What name you give is their character, right? So anyway, I knew changing my name was going to take me to that next level. I knew I couldn't have that old baggage with me as I was going into my life with Christ, okay? So let me tell you, in this new season, God is releasing new names to each and every one of you. So ask yourself and pray, what is your new name for this season? I can tell you what you're not. Can I do that? I can tell you what you're not. You're no longer called wounded. You're no longer rejected. You're no longer afraid or lonely. You're no longer a sinner. You are no longer fearful. You are no longer angry. You are not nasty. You are not the past. You are not the trauma. You are not the generational curse. You are not any of that. You are not not what others have said about you. That's a tough one. Because some of the people that spoke into our lives were family members. So I break off every word that did not line up with the word of God off of your life right now in Jesus' name. You are not the lie. Or for me, the religion. Because God has called you into this new season. He has called you love. He has called you blessed. He has called you delivered. He has called you righteousness. He has called you justified and forgiven. He has called you his workmanship. You are free. You are no longer a slave. Yes, you. You, 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 you. He's called you that. And there are some names that are changing right now in this building at the sound of my voice that is dropping in spirits right now in Jesus name. And I also tell you, if you are single, then God said your new name will be married. You are married. If you are broke and dealing with financial problems, your new name is wealthy. If you, if you are in despair and not having, not knowing what's going on, well, I say to you right now, your new name is hope 
in Jesus' name. You thought you were weak. You're not weak. Your new name is strong, bold, confident in the mighty name of Jesus. You are no longer going to be the one who starts something and don't finish it. I declare it finished right now in Jesus' name. What God put on you to do, you're going to finish it. Your name change is going to show the authority, your new purpose, your new identity, and highlights God's blessings. Because I tell you, that name change, when he put it on you, baby, you are not the same. I thank the Lord I'm not the same. Listen, you might have thought Latasha was nice back in the day. <laughs> she real nice now when Jesus put his name on her. There's a whole different anointing on my life because he put his name on it. And since you're going to have that new name, you have an ability on your life to change other people to, because you have that connection to the one. You have a connection to the one who has the answer to every problem, situation, and circumstance. So you're going to go out with your new name that he has given you. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm almost done. I know I've been telling you guys a lot that this is the last Empower meeting, right? And it's because the Lord has been speaking to me about also resetting this ministry. So the Lord showed me that we would no longer be called Empower Women's Ministry. That's why I couldn't release it at first when people were asking. I couldn't do it. So he is saying we are no longer going to be called Empower Women's Ministry. But we are now going to be called Daughters of Roar. And the Roar is an acronym. Okay? Ooh, that just gave me something. Jesus. Roar! <laughs> Thank you, Wendy, because a roar it engages strength. Okay? A roar tells the enemy to back away. A roar is going to protect your family. A roar is going to protect your many. Oh, y'all not hearing me. Come on. A roar. You a roar. You tell the devil, not today or any day, devil. That's right. That's right. Rock out of Bolso, Baja. Roar. Jesus. We're going to a whole new level, God is saying, as daughters of Roar, right? Of impartation, activation, and empowerment. So even though we've been having great times, God is saying he's taken to a whole new level. Because our name has changed. Amen. Jesus. Let me tell you what the Roar means. The R. Let me tell you what it means. Righteous overcomers abiding in the Redeemer. Righteous overcomers abiding in, with the Redeemer. Hallelujah. I ain't make this up. I'm telling you, the whole it's just so funny. it's so funny when he just wants to use us and talk to us. Just be open. Look how crazy it sounds. You listen. I argued a little bit. I'm like, Nah, Jesus, we empowered. We what? We've been empowered for years. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no, 
And everybody's like, nope, the name's changing. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then when I got prayed for, I think a month or so ago, PT prayed for me. I hit the ground. Boom, the name came. Boop, that was it. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Righteous. Let me give you the Bible verses. Righteous. For righteous overcomers. Righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Overcomers. 1 John 5, 4 through 5. Abiding. John 15, 4. Redeemer. There's many verses. But you go Isaiah 47, 4. Psalm 19, 14. Galatians 3, 13. Our purpose has shifted as daughters of roar, right? Our identity with this ministry has shifted. And our verse for daughters of roar is Psalm 28, 1. The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. This stuff just come together. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> and the reason he gave daughters first is because he wanted you to have that revelation of who you are in an office as a daughter, first and foremost, before you're a minister, a mother, a wife, uh, a pastor, whatever that is, you are a daughter to him first. And when you come to that revelation, that is the, one of the most powerful revelations you can get is it doesn't matter what happens. You're like, I'm a daughter of God. I'm a daughter of the king. I am a daughter. I got to fix my crown. Amen. Daughter, it means acceptable to God. Rejoicing in God's peculiar, special, and remarkable care and protection. Daughters read the word. Daughters spend time with their father. And he wants to secure us so much in the identity of a daughter that nothing can faze us. That's why I get a little street when something try to come, the devil try to come. I go, devil, I wish you would. We know we just say in the street when, but I won't say it on camera. I mean, on a, I wish, I wish a devil would, <laughs> right? I'm like, don't do it. I'm a daughter. You don't mess with me. You don't want to do that. But he wants us all so secure. And our identity. So I get so secure. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you gossip about me. Maybe I'm a daughter. Oh, it doesn't matter. You stab me in the back. Okay, doesn't matter. Pull the knife out. Put some ointment on and bandage me. I'm going to keep going because I'm a daughter of God. Amen. I'm a daughter. Oh, you don't want to include me in your stuff. Oh, that's okay because I'm a daughter of God. You are so secure in your identity. That doesn't matter who includes you. Doesn't matter if they talk about you. Doesn't matter if you, anything. You're like, I'm a daughter. You're so secure in the anointing of God and identity that nothing bothers you. You see what I'm saying? Nothing. Oh, pastor didn't say hi to me and hug me. You a daughter. Because this is how the devil is. He tries to throw things in your brain and thinking this, that, and that person, and this going on and this. Stop it. You are making a decision today. I am a daughter. Nothing bothers me. I don't need pastor to hug me. I don't need him to talk to me. I don't need to be included in a, in a click thing that girls are doing or ladies are doing. I don't need to be a part of that because I am secure in who I am and the identity of Christ. I got to be secure in the assignment and the mandate that is on my life that I don't have time for distractions. I don't have time when people want to come to me and try to say negative stuff. I don't have time to hear about any type of gossip because I am secure in the identity of who I am as a daughter. I have something to complete for the kingdom of God and I got to seek first the kingdom of God for all of his righteousness. I don't have time for any, anything else that the enemy tries to bring your way. Know who it is. Know exactly who's trying to speak to you. Know who's giving you certain thoughts that don't belong to you because you're a daughter. Be secure in your daughtership. 
before anything else. Thank you, Jesus. And you don't need to be validated. That just dropped him. You don't need validation. He's already validated you. That's the only opinion that we care about is him. I tell clients, what people say about you and their opinion of you is none of your business. The only one we care about is what he says. What is daddy saying to you? Because one minute people will tell me that was a good word. Next minute they can't stand me. But that's okay because I'm secure in who I am. Oh, you don't like me? That's okay because I'm secure in who I am. And that's what I declare over each and every one of you. It doesn't matter people like you. People won't like you. You know why? Because the anointing on your life. Because you have the spirit of God in you. And because of that, demons are irritated. So yeah, the ones who don't like you, they got those demons in there. And they're mad at you. You could be the nicest thing to them, but there's something they're going to say. Something I don't like about you. Well, it's because the anointing on my life. And I can break that mess up that you're dealing with. But that's okay. So it's okay if they don't like you. Good they don't like you. They don't need to be around you anyway. Because what you have can bring forth deliverance for them. What you have can bring forth healing. I decided this season I speak it over you. You're not forcing your anointing on anyone anymore. You don't have to force your anointing on anyone. If they walked away, baby, let them go. Because they don't need to be in your circle. Jesus, 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 Jesus. He's doing a news. He's doing something new. This is a reset time. Everyone can't go with you in the reset. Everyone not going to the level that you're going at. It might be a little hard at first because we're human. However, be secure in the daughtership. Jesus, thank you, Father. I need each and every one of you to make a decision today. Truly make a decision today. You're going to receive this. You receive this as your reset season. No longer can mess happen on your watch. You're not going by how it looks because you walk by faith, not by sight. You are taking the position, you, to pray for your family, for the unsaved loved ones, for the ones that have hurt you. You are taking the position to pray. Because us daughters, we don't live in that. We don't live and go by distraction. Nope, we're not going, we're not living by the hurt any longer. We release all of that. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go, daughters of Roar. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to another level. It starts right now. We got work to do. You got work to do. And if someone don't want it, like I said, then go on to the next one. Jesus even dusted his sandals off. Bye. Let me go over here then where my anointing can be useful. Then if you, you want, okay, I'm going to come over here. Dust your sandals off. We got work. You've been ordained to be a part of this fight, each and every one of you. Each and every one of you have been ordained. You are already on the winning side. Know that. Put them demons on notice in your family and people come around you. Put the demons on notice. 
Nope, we ain't doing this anymore, devil. Uh-uh. Try to come up, you're like, boop, nope. Had a situation at work where people tried to, or I think it was a week. It was me, Tazleem, even my mom, that the enemy tried to assassinate our character. And I was like, I'm just going to sit right here, daddy, and be secure in what you've called me and who you called me to be, and I'm not going to even allow that assassination to take place. I come against that in Jesus' name with the blood for me, my daughter, my mom, all of us. And I just sat there. And when I tell you the Lord does a work, we don't have to do it. He does the work. He fights him every single time. And he wins every single time. But you have weapons. Your weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. People don't even see the weapons on you, but you have them. Pull them out. You secure. Tell yourself, you got your weapons. You are not backing down any longer. You are getting your breakthrough this season of reset. You are getting your breakthrough. Now, I want to have Maria and Shazi and me keep recording, Zimi. I want you all just to stand up. We're going to uh, just pray in the Holy Ghost. But as we're going to blow the shofar to signify the beginning of the reset season. And then, okay, okay, I got a word for you, Erica. I just keep looking at her. Get your foot far ready. Thank you, Father. As I keep seeing you, Erica, the Lord is saying he has not forgotten what he has called. Let me come over here. He has not forgotten the call anointing on your life. It did not go away. It might have been a pause, but in this reset season, you're getting your voice back. He's going to use you in another way to a whole nother level to preach. And it's not going to even be the Erica from old. God is saying there's a new reset, Erica, that he is putting word in you. Hey, shake Baha. And I rebuke any lie from the enemy that tries to come against you, thinking this is what happened, I, that happened, I might have lived this way. That is all gone. This is reset. You're new. You're new in him. And he's going to use your mouth like never before in Jesus' name. He's going to use you at a new level. You're going to speak words with more power than you had before. You're going to speak words with more anointing than before. You're going to speak words, not just here in the masses, but to the, your family members, people that you run into, because God is still calling you. He didn't take that call away. And he's telling you that he still called you. He's still anointed you. Many are called, but few are chosen. And God said he chose you, and he chose your mouth. And it's time for you to use it and open your mouth again. And it's time for you to get, get up right now and go for it and roar right now in Jesus' name. To hear more dynamic words, go to my